live from the Fremont Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. Hmm. So it's Christmas Eve, 1991. I'm on my lunch break from the psychic hotline in Beverly Hills adjacent. <laughs> Don't laugh. That was probably the most adult job I ever had in my life. I had insurance and benefits. My girlfriend, Janice, and I, now Janice, Janice described herself as being a drag queen trapped in a woman's body. And I was gay and confused, so the two of us together made for the Bonnie and Clyde of the New Age. If we showed up on your doorstep, there was gonna be fun to be had. So this Christmas, we were gonna go to the Magic Kingdom. Disneyland, and I am so freaking excited, I can't stand it, so I'm out getting ready to go pick up my laundry, and I'm walking across San Vicente and Beverly Hills adjacent, and I'm singing zippity-doo-dah, zippity-ay as I'm going across the street, and I look left, and I look right, and zippity-doo-dah, and I look left, what the fuck, and all of a sudden, bam, this car comes at me 50 miles in a 35-mile-an-hour zone. Hit me, knocked me 20 feet in the air, they told me, and I landed on my head, breaking my fall with my hands. Now this would have killed most people. The weird thing about it was, at that moment of impact, I left my body, and I was inside the building looking out of the window, and I'm basically up there going, what the fuck are you doing? Once the paramedics touched me, and I kind of came back into my body, I wasn't angry, it didn't really even hurt that much at the time, and I wasn't afraid, but uh, I had all these strange thoughts that were coming to me because I was like, so wigged out about like being out of my body and, and stuff like that. And then in the ambulance, I'm thinking, oh God, please take me to Cedar sinai I'm in Beverly Hills adjacent, please make it Cedar sinai And then I start thinking, oh my God, maybe it was a Rolls Royce. Maybe it was a Jaguar, maybe it was a Mercedes. I might get something out of this. <laughs> so I get there and it's West Side Hospital. Do you know West Side Hospital? You do? That's a scary place, isn't it? One floor, that's all there is, and walking through the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> They were all dead on all sides of me, dead or dying or whatever, you know. And there was me all stuck up in the back with my, uh, in the intensive care unit. And my head hurt really, really bad. Janice was really super smart. She went and got one of those disposable instrumented cameras that you had back in that time. And she took several photographs of me, which I was like, really thought was bizarre because I looked so awful. My face was all scabbed up and my rock and roll hair was kind of all matted up up to one side, you know. And so she snapped these photos and she went home and left me there for the evening for my Christmas Eve. And my head hurt. It hurt. It hurt so fucking bad. Peggy, the nurse in the ICU on Christmas Eve, I'm like, please give me some medication, some pain pills, something. Give me an aspirin, an aspirin. I'll take an aspirin. And you know, she went into her purse and pulled out two Anison and gave it to me. So the headache kind of like went away. 
And she also gave me a little a three inch um, size television screen, with those things with an antenna on it. Oh, yeah. And I had a choice between It's a Wonderful Life and The Three Stooges. And I figured, well, it's not much of a wonderful life right now. I'll go with The Three Stooges. Since I can't get three wise men, of course. So all this slapping back and forth. And I'm like, oh, oh my god. And they let kids watch this shit. It's so violent. Oh, finally, you know, I got a little rest and sort of just by myself, real quiet. And then first thing in the morning, in comes this young doctor. Now, he's younger than I am. I was 28 years old at the time. And he had these really nasty sneakers on. I couldn't take my eye off them because it looked like he needed to replace them like three years ago. So I just didn't have a lot of faith, you know, in this guy. And he comes in and he says, uh, Mr. LaForce, what we're going to do is we're going to try to repair your sinus between the skull and the brain because we're afraid you might possibly get an infection on your brain. And now at the time I'm like thinking, oh, fuck, infection, because I was HIV positive at the same time, you know. And I said, well, what are you going to do? You know, how are you going to get in there? He, well, we're going to drill a hole, and then we'll go inside. I said, what? <laughs> we'll drill a hole. I said, you're going to drill a hole here? I mean, God, I'm a freaking psychic. What can happen if you dig me in a hole then? I don't know. And so I said, I have to think about this. So he left, and I'm there, and I'm thinking, well, Merry fucking Christmas. Now I'm going to have to deal with this shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. How am I going to do this? Oh, shit, 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 fuck. Janice, lovely woman that she was, she got three women that work with me, healer type women, that came and work on me. And they came on, on uh, Christmas Day afternoon. The first person that came in was Reverend Sandy, and she was from the Science of Mind. And basically, she does uh, affirmative prayer, which is kind of like stating the healing as it if this had already taken place and giving thanks for it. And for me, that just opens up the channels for other great stuff you know, to happen. Then Amy came, and Amy was my hands-on healing therapist. She probably kept me well all the years. I wasn't on medication from HIV. And what she brings is something that's very sort of simple and matter-of-fact. The, the, the energy's channeling up through her, coming out of her arms. She does this scanning process, then focuses on whatever part of the body needs to be focused on. And she was actually able to manipulate tissue underneath. It was really quite extraordinary. If you're interested in finding out more about that, look up Rosalind Briere in the uh, Google search, because that's who trained her. And then comes Mari, the modern-day medicine woman with the eggplant hair. And she comes whisking in, and she's got the modern-day medicine woman weed. <laughs> <laughs> So I dragged my little uh, IV into the bathroom, stood on the toilet, and did this like in high school. <laughs> and then we ended the day with Red Lobster. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> then Janice and I come home, and someone has given her a bottle of Cristal at the door. And we're like, wow, this is so cool. We're going to have a party. And we popped the bottle on the champagne. And we laughed. And we rolled around on the floor and rolled around on the floor. And I didn't get up off that floor for several days. 
I was in pain. I was in pain in places. I didn't know I could have pain. My, my ribs. Oh, my God. Anybody else had that rib pain before? Broken ribs or bruised ribs? That's some really fucking hard pain to deal with. And it was just, it was beginning to get pathetic, you know. And I'm, so, I'm really sorry for Janice to have to put up with the entire situation. So I thought, well, I'll go to work tomorrow and see if I can't be helpful to somebody else instead of being so self-obsessed about what's going on with me. So I take the bus and I get off the bus and I'm walking to work. And as I take each step, these tears are just coming out of my eyes. And it hurts. It hurts really, really bad. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And I got to the courtyard in the building where I worked at the Psychic Hotline. And there was this tree from Africa, this very rare tree called the Mopani tree. And they had these butterfly leaves that are known to be able to heal wounds. Well, I was feeling very wounded, and I definitely needed healing. And I'd been told you could take energy and like put it down into the earth or into the ground. This tree had these gnarled roots, and at this side, it, it was like it looked like a big vagina, so I could sort of feel that I was having a relationship with the mother, the earth mother. <laughs> and I lied, I lay up on the tree like this, touching the branches. And I was like, please take this away from me. I can't do this, please, please. And I sat there, stood there for quite some time, and tears coming out of my eyes. And finally, I heard a voice say, Daniel, go home and take care of yourself. So I did. And the next morning, I woke up. It was gone. Completely. Pain in the ribs and stuff. So I had an appointment to go see a facial reconstructive surgeon. It was given to me by Mari, the Modern Medicine Day woman. She gave me the referral, and he was in Cedar sinai actually, so I had made it there. And I'm in the uh, parking garage, and this couple's coming out of their black SUV, and I'm like, well, I'll be a good uh, you know, citizen here and keep the door open for them. I do that all the time. I even hold up doors for women. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm holding the door, and they come in, and uh, this woman, she's tiny. She's like this on me, and she takes off her glasses, and she looks up at me, and she caresses my cheek, and she says, baby, what happened? It was Farrah Fawcett. Those sapphire eyes just shooting laser beams right into me. This total sense of of love and that she cared and her energy was like a tornado inside of that that elevator it just it was very surreal and i just was beside myself and we elevator stopped at my floor to get off and i turned around and i looked at her and she sort of put her glasses on and winked and waved a little bit and i stood there and i was like so surreal, I can't believe this happened to me, but thank you, Farah. I really, really, really needed that. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I made it to Dr. Young Yuan's office, and he had all of my x-rays up there to begin to talk to me as I walked into the room. <laughs> he is a six-foot-tall, gorgeous Japanese man. I had no idea that they made him that way. <laughs> really. <laughs> And he goes, Mr. LaForce, you can see, here's your skull, here's the sinus, here's the bone, and you can see it's almost completely healed. 
There's absolutely no reason for you to have any kind of surgery whatsoever, unless you wanted to have cosmetic surgery, which wouldn't make any sense because you can't really even see it anyway. I was like, yeah, that's great. I'm so, so happy about that. Then I got to go to court. <laughs> oh my goodness sakes. And that's when those pictures came in real handy because the judge was a talking a mile a minute and I whipped those things out and we had a recess real quickly because it showed how absolutely tore up I was. And this dude comes up to me, his name is Eric. He's got red hair and a beard, you know, and he's some biker type dude, you know. He's like, Mr. LaForce, Mr. LaForce. I'm like, yeah, what? He goes, I'm like the witness. I was there. I was on my Harley, and when I saw him hit you and run, I chased after him. Chased after him all the way to his house. Held him there for the police to get there. Founding, he was found uh, dumping drugs in the toilet, trying to get rid of him, so he was a drug dealer and whatnot. And this young man comes up to me, and he's like, man, I'm really sorry about that. I just, I didn't mean to. And I looked at him, I said, look, you hit me and you ran. And then I forgave him. Not verbally, but mentally I forgave him. And I was in a really, really good space. And I realized that I had learned so much throughout the entire thing. So what's true for me is East meets West is always best when it comes to my health and healing. And that means, yes, doctors and medication and all this stuff can take care of the outside, but the inner stuff, the journey, the journey to the love and to the light, that's something you gotta do on your own. And I've followed that journey through the United States and halfway across the world. And I'm real happy that I have. And I love doctors. I gosh, I'm HIV positive, and I have these incredible doctors around me now that I'm able to collaborate with. You know, it's a partnership situation. I realize now that they're also, I'm employing them. They're not employing me. <laughs> it's a very different kind of a situation to look at. It leaves you very, you know, more empowered, you know, I would say. And um, that light, that love that's inside us, it's inside of all of us. It's there. It's here. It's right here. It's right now doesn't take any particular religion or spiritual practice or la de das to get there. It's already there. It is your birthright. It is my birthright just by being a human being. So in these days when things are going so wacky and crazy and I want to sort of like contract, like become small, I don't want to deal with this, I can't get fucking Donald Trump, no, 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 no. Or, I will allow myself to expand and be the grand cosmic being that I am, having a human experience. I would like to invite you all to become a grand cosmic being, having a human experience. Namaste. Namaste.